Ephesians chapter 6. Verse number 10, the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. The thought that the Lord began to deal with me so strong about, if you'll turn back to verse number 11, is the very end of this verse. I'll point it out and then we'll pray. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, here's the thought, against the wiles of the devil. Against the wiles of the devil. I want to preach a message entitled this, The Art of War. The Art of War. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for the privilege of being here today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that is so real. I ask, Lord, for the next few minutes of time that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. God, that you'd give the words to say. And I pray, Lord, there would not be one word that would come out of my mouth that you would not be pleased with. Speak to us today. Remind us of the truth of the Scriptures. We'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The art of war. The art of war. This is what I read that really got my attention. A book on military strategy. It's recommended to every officer in the Central Intelligence Agency to read it. It's been listed with the U.S. Marine Corps professional program for years. The Art of War, 13 chapters, about 235 pages, written by a man by the name of Sun Tzu, S-U-N-T-Z-U. The quote that I read, not in the book, but I have ordered the book, but I've yet to read it, but I did read this quote. The quote is this. Now, please listen. If you know yourself, if you know yourself, and you know your enemy, do not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself and you know your enemy, do not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself, but you do not know your enemy, for every victory they will be a defeat. If you do not know yourself, and you do not know your enemy, for every battle you will surely fall in defeat. This morning I will stand here and I will testify this fact. I know myself. I'm not telling you that I just know my name as Pastor Keith Watkins. I know this morning who I am. I know who I used to be, but I know who I am today. I can tell you who I am today. I am a born-again believer in Jesus Christ. I realized at 19 years old that I was a sinner, and I prayed and I asked Jesus Christ to be my Savior and my Lord, to forgive me of my sins and to come into my heart and be my Savior. 
So I know who I am today. I belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I know that Jesus is my Savior, and I can testify according to the Word of God, I know that heaven will soon be my home. Amen? So I know who I am, and I want to ask you this question this morning. Do you know who you are? Not just what your name is, not just where you was born, but do you know who you are today? Do you belong to Christ? Is Christ your Savior? And it's Christ your Lord. If you know who you are today, say amen. amen. But here's the question. Do you know your enemy? Do you know your enemy? Because if we just know who we are, but yet we do not know our enemy, for every victory in life, there'll be a defeat. There'll be a defeat. But if you know who you are and we know who our enemy is, and we know the strategies of our enemy, you do not have to fear a thousand battles come your way. It's an interesting quote. The Word of God backs this up about knowing your enemy. The Lord spoke to Moses in Numbers chapter number 13 in the way of introduction. And the Lord said to Moses, send me in to search the land of Canaan. In chapter number 13 and verse 17, Moses sent them to spy out the land. And Moses sent them there, and he said, I want you to look at the people. I want you to look at the land. I want you to see if the, if the people be strong or if they be weak. I want you to see if the people be many or if the people be few. I want you to look at the land. I want you to see if they're living in tents or are they living in strongholds. See, the Lord knew it was advantage, an advantage to knowing your enemies. He also sent Joshua in Joshua chapter number 2, told him the same thing when he went down to see Jericho. Jesus Christ himself in Luke chapter 14 in verse 31 said this, If there is a king going to war, he'll sit down first, and if he is able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh with him with 20,000. I'm telling you today as I was studying, I wrote this down in my notes. It is no doubt... It is 100% a fact. Our enemy, the devil, is getting stronger and stronger and stronger in the last days that you and I are living in. Our enemy, the devil, is getting stronger and stronger and stronger in the last days that you and I are living in, child of God. That is a fact. 1 Timothy 4.1 says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressively, that is outspoken, that is screaming it, that is saying it loudly. Now the Spirit speaketh expressively that in the latter days, in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, listen now, giving heed to seducing spirits, and doctrines of devils. You and I need to realize who we are, but we also need to realize who our enemy is. And if we can learn who our enemy is, it'll help us with the battles in life. If you're with me so far, say amen. 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 The Lord dealt with me. I wrote this down. This is a reality. This is a reality. You say, what is a reality? A rea reality is truth. A reality is a fact. A reality means it's very important. Can I present to you this reality? In Genesis chapter number 3, the devil, in the form of a serpent, went to a lady by the name of Eve, and he deceived her, and he lied to her. You'll, you'll find that the devil is walking about on this earth until you get to Revelation chapter number 20. 
during the great tribulation period on this earth until you get to Revelation chapter number 20, verse number 10. That is where the devil is cast in the lake of fire and brimstone. Can I hear an amen on that? But here's the question. In Genesis 3, the devil was there when the first sin happened. And in Revelation 20, verse 10, he will be on the earth until he is cast into fire. But what about now? What about until then? What are we going to do with this enemy who is raging war against the children of God? If you don't realize that you're in a spiritual war, then you're not awake this morning. If you don't realize that the enemy's real, then you're fooling yourself. If you don't realize that the devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy, you're lying to yourself. If you don't realize that the devil would love to destroy you, your family, this church, our country, the world that we're living in, then when I say to you, child of God, you need to wake up this morning because I'm telling you, we're in a real battle. This is a real war. And you and I this morning not only need to know who we are, but we need to know who he is. We not only need to know what we need to do, but we need to see the strategies of the enemy that is trying his best to destroy the children of God. We need to see that this morning. Listen closely. This is reality. Ephesians 6:12 that we just read, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this age, of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. The reality is, now hear this, it'll help you. The reality is people is not your problem. The devil's our problem. John Phillips said this in a commentary. Satan may use people to lie to you, to cheat to you, to hurt you, and to even kill us. But our real enemy works in the shadows of darkness. Our real enemy is moving people as pawns on a chessboard of life. As long as you and I see people as our enemies, you and I will not ever see the real reality of who our enemy really is. Do you understand that the enemy, the devil, Satan, he will use you if he can. He'll use me if he can. He will use us as pawns. He will use us as checkers on a board. And he will use you and he will use me to try his best to get us, to get people to destroy lives. But when you recognize who the true enemy is, you will recognize that it was not that person, but it was the devil trying to use that person to defeat you and to get you down and to destroy your life and to destroy your family. That's why you and I this morning need to recognize who the real enemy is enemy is. Amen. You know yourself today. You know who you are. Do you know who your enemy is? Do you know what he's all about? Do you know what he's all about? Now listen to this. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen. I'm going to get into the message. Three points and I'll be finished, but I'm, I'm going to lay some more groundwork to so stay with me. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen. The Bible says false apostles will come. False. The Bible says there'll be deceitful workers. Listen now. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen says Satan himself will be transformed into an angel of light. Do you understand? Do you see? Do you recognize who the enemy is today? Ephesians 6, 11, this is the, this is the verse. To be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil. Please hear this, child of God. Don't let this go by. I'm telling you, I was going to preach on baptism. I was probably already going to be finished with the message. 
We're just going to go ahead and head up that way and have a big baptism and close this service down and all of us leave and just have a great day. But for some reason, the Lord dealt with me so strong about this message that I have to preach it. I can't avoid this message this morning. Be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know what that word wiles means? It means methods. It means methods. It's an arrangement of things. That's what the word wiles of the devil means. It's a method. It's an arrangement of things. Do you know this? You got to know this because you got to know who your enemy is. And you got to know what your enemy is all about. Listen, please, child of God, listen to this. Did you know that the devil has an arrangement of things for you and I? The devil has a method. The enemy has an arrangement of things that he's going to place right in front of you. They're going to be right there in front of you. And that arrangement of things that the enemy is going to place in front of you is there for a reason. It's there to cause you to stumble. It's there to cause you to fall. And ultimately, it's there to destroy your life and destroy your family, destroy churches and destroy countries. See, the devil has a, is the wiles of the devil. It's the methods. And, and you and I are fools to think that he does not have a method and he does not have an arrangement to cause me, you, my family, and your family to fall in the traps and pits and to cause you and I to stumble and ultimately our lives be ruined. That's who you need to understand your enemy is. Your enemy. Listen close and I'll be finished. If you take notes, write this down. One of the enemy's number one things is he deceives. He deceives. This book that I ordered, it's called The Art of War. And I ordered it off of Amazon and I was just looking at the cover of it. And on the back of this cover, it said in huge words, deception. Deception. You and I need to realize that our enemy, number one's plan and number one's plot is to deceive. That's exactly what he did in Genesis chapter number three. He deceived a woman by the name of Eve. He lied to her. He did not tell her the truth. Are you with me this morning? The enemy tries to deceive. It's deception. What does the word deceive mean? In the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, it means this, to lead into error, to cause to believe what is false or disbelieve what is true. Here's your verse to back it up. 2 Timothy 3.13, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. What you and I need to realize is the plan of the enemy, the plan of the devil is to whisper things into your mind that are a lie, but convince you that it is the truth. When you realize what the devil is trying to do to you, it will help you to fight and combat the war that is waging in our minds and in our lives. The devil has come to deceive. He wants you to believe a lie, and in your mind you're 100% convinced that it is the truth, and no one can convince you otherwise. You need to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, where is it that the enemy is trying to deceive me in my mind? I could preach on a lot of things right here. 
The world we're living in, please hear this. The world, hey, listen, don't let a young and bother you. That don't bother me a bit. Hey, listen, if you've ever had a young and you've been there, amen, amen. that don't bother us. Listen, where is it? Have you ever seen a time where we're living in a world where so many people believe a lie, but yet they will stand on it because in their heart and in their mind, they are 100% convinced that it is the truth. The devil come to deceive. He deceives people. For years, because of my circumstances and because of my background and because of the way that I was raised for years, I believed a lie in my mind about myself. It's just been a couple of years ago where the sweet presence of God reminded me, that's not who you are, Keith. Stop believing a lie. You ever feel all alone? You ever felt like no one cares? I've been pastoring this church now for around 21 years, and sometimes I stand in this pulpit and I look out at all you great folks that comes here week in and week out. And sometimes I think to myself, I feel so disconnected sometimes with people. I feel like sometimes I'm on the outside looking in. And sometimes I go through life and I think, what am I doing? What is this thing all about? And so many times the enemy tries to speak lies into my mind and wants me to think that it's truth and it's a reality. And then I go to my prayer closet and I get in the Word of God and I realize that it is not truth, it's a lie. And the devil is a deceiver. And what he wants to do to us is get our minds so messed up with false that we truly believe in our hearts is the truth. Nobody cares about you. No one knows what's going on. Just do what you want to do. That's who you really are on the inside. No, it's a lie. The devil is deceiving our world, and we need to realize that his number one trick is deception. Do you hear it this morning, child of God? It's deception. It's not who you are. It's not who you are. Well, that's what they told me. Who told you that's what you was? Well, they said it. They said, they said that's who I am. Who told you that's the way you was? Who told you that? Did a doctor tell you that? Did a psychiatrist tell you that? What does the Word of God say? Quit believing a lie. Believe the truth, and the truth is in the Word of God. It's not who you are in the name of Jesus. You're a born-again believer. You're supposed to be separate and set apart and a child of God. This is not our home. Heaven's our home, and it won't be long till we'll all be there. Quit believing the lies of the devil. You don't have to be that man or that woman anymore. It's not who you are. Amen. You got to know who you are, but you got to know who your enemy is. You got to understand who your enemy is this morning. And you got to understand the enemy is a deceiver. He's a liar. Stay with me. John 8 44. The devil has no truth in him. He is a liar and the father of lies. Revelation 12, 9, Satan, which deceives the whole world. Satan has come to deceive the whole world. So the whole world will believe a lie and not believe the truth. The devil has so many believing a lie. 
Evidently, there must be some people in here today that believes a lie. Or God wouldn't have dealt with me so strong about preaching this message. Quit believing the lies of the enemy. Look for the truth in the Word of God and stand on the truth in the Word of God. Are you hearing me? The devil has so many believe in a lie. I looked up the word believe and what does it mean? To be persuaded of a truth by reasons, by arguments, by deduction of the mind, or by circumstances. Being influenced in your mind. Stop believing the lies of the devil. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. And he's the father of lies. And when he speaks, he speaks nothing but a lie. I've got a prayer place that I go. I'm going to share this. I'm going to get to the next point. Stay with me. I've went through my weeks sometimes and spiritually just feel like beat up. I've been through my weeks and sometimes months, and I feel like I'm walking through life sometimes all alone. But you know what all of that is? It's a lie. Some of you go in your own homes and you feel like no one cares. It's a lie. Some of you have great marriages, and the devil wants to tell you it's not good. It's a lie. Some of you, God has, has blessed you in so many ways, but all the enemy wants you to see is the hard days. He don't want you to focus on the good days. When are we going to realize that the enemy, we need to know who the enemy is. When are we going to realize he's a liar, he's a deceiver? I went into my prayer closet before, and as I enter into my prayer closet, I sit down and I begin to pray. It is in that prayer closet where the Lord began to deal with me about that message. It is in that prayer closet where the Lord just puts thoughts into my mind and instructs me and teaches me and shows me what I need to do and how I need to do it. But you know what? There's been sometimes, listen now, there's been sometimes I've went into my prayer closet and I've sat down and I've said this, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. And I want you to know that I love you. And in my mind, I've heard this. You're such a fool. You're such an idiot. You're such a loser. Who are you trying to talk to? I'm not listening to a word you say. It's in my mind. And then all of a sudden, I'll say, Lord, I know that is not you because that's not the way you talk to your children. And I'll say, Lord, please clear my mind. And the next thoughts into my mind, I'll hear something like this. Keith, you're a child of mine, and I love you, and I have plans for you, and I have a purpose for your life, and I've saved you, and I've changed you, and you're not who you used to be. Are you with me? Amen. Do you understand what he does? What does the devil try to do to us? What's the first point said out loud? He what? He deceives us. He makes us to believe a lie instead of the truth. Stay with me now. The second thing that he does is he divides. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. I'm over, I'm over three quarters done. I'm not making an excuse. I'm not trying to hurry. I'm just telling you where we're at. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 10. 
Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same things. There be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. It goes on and Christ says, am I divided? And the answer to that is no. It's a desire, it's a call that we all speak the same things. No divisions among you, no gaps, no splits, perfectly joined together, the same mind, the same judgment, all in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something, you know what the devil wants to do? He wants to deceive you, then he wants to divide us. We are living in one of the most divided countries that has ever been. Our country right now could not agree on one issue. You cannot say amen on that one. You bring up one subject. I could bring up one subject this morning, and it would divide this church. I don't think it would divide it down the middle, but it would divide it. And there would be some people that would say, I cannot believe that he would stand there. Let me tell you where I stand. I stand on the Word of God. Amen. I back the Scriptures. That's where I stand. You know what? We are living in a divided country. They are divided homes and they are divided churches. And what the devil wants to do is call somebody to get, to get all fuzzed up with someone else so that they can be division. I'm telling you something. I'm saved. My beautiful wife sitting on the front row right there, she's saved, but I'd be a fool and I'd be lying if I didn't tell you sometimes in our own home the enemy tries to get me and her divided. I'll say, honey, I think, we, I think this is... She said, why'd you, why'd you do that? And I'm like, because I feel like that's what I need to do. She said, well, I don't think you should have done that. And I'm like, well, that's what I feel like I need to do. I prayed about it. She said, well, I prayed about it too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's married in here? Say amen. amen. If you've ever been there before, raise your hand. Amen. I'm telling you. Division. The devil's all about dividing. He's all about separating. He'll deceive you, and then he will divide you. Now listen to this. Not only will he deceive and he divide, he come to destroy. He come to destroy. John 10.10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, but I am come they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. In the last days, Revelation 19.11, a king, an angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, and in the Greek tongue is Apollyon. Abaddon means a destroying angel. Apollyon means a destroyer who is Satan. He has one plan. He has one purpose. Deceive, divide, and if he can get you divided, it will destroy you. It will destroy our nation, it will destroy our families, and it will destroy churches. When people are deceived, when people are divided, the next step is people will be destroyed. You got to know. We must know who the enemy is, and we must know what he's about. We must know what he's trying to do in our lives. Evidently, this must be true because the Holy Spirit's dealing with me about it. Someone on your way in here today probably felt like you shouldn't be in here today. 
And someone on your way in here today probably thought, they don't nobody even want me in here today. And someone that's sitting here today is probably saying, I ain't never coming back in here no more. He's a deceiver. And he's a liar. And he wants you to believe a lie instead of the truth. And you don't feel like no one cares about you, but they do. You do. They do. He's a deceiver, he's a divider, and he's a destroyer. I want to share this. One of my favorite preachers that I learned more from than any other preacher I've ever heard in my life is a man by the name of David Jeremiah. David Jeremiah told this story, and I wrote it down. And I want to share it with you today in closing. Napoleon. Napoleon had a plan. Napoleon's plan was he was going to conquer the world. Napoleon called all of his lieutenants in. He got them all around the big old table. And he said, men, we're going to conquer the world. There is no doubt we're going to conquer the world. He said, but look on this huge world map that I have laying on this table before us. He said, there's a red dot on that map. Napoleon walked up and he put his finger on that red dot. He said, there's one place that's standing between us and conquering the world, and it's a place called Great Britain. He said, if it was not for Great Britain, we would conquer the world. When I heard this story that David Jeremiah shared about a man by the name of Napoleon, I'd done some research on it. And what Napoleon said to his lieutenants was exactly what come to pass. On June the 18th, on a Sunday in the year 1815, there was a battle called the Battle of Waterloo. And that is where Napoleon and his army went marching in. And it was there where Britain, on June the 18th, a Sunday, 1815, defeated the army of Napoleon took him captive and put him on an island, and that's where he died. Listen, why'd you tell that story? Because when I heard David Jeremiah share that story, it struck a chord in my heart. Spread out a world map and looked at all of his lieutenants and said, there's a red dot on this map, and put his finger on it and said, if it was not for Great Britain, we would overtake the whole world. In closing, let me share this. The devil's come to steal, kill, and destroy, Brother Jason. And I'm sure he gets all of his demons and all of hell, and he spreads out a world map, and he says, I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to destroy every man, woman, boy, and girl, and family, and church, and nation that I can. He said, but we got a problem. <laughs> Are you hearing me? He said, there's a red dot drawn on this map. And he had to put his finger on it and say, this red dot is Calvary. This is the place where Jesus Christ died on a cross. Are you hearing me? Died on a cross. We thought we had the victory. For three days he was in that tomb. But he come out alive, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And he said, if it was not for Calvary, 
Calvary, I could conquer the whole world, but because of Calvary, we'll do the best we can do, but we will not win the war. Thank God for Calvary. Thank Him for the old rugged cross. And thanking that we have victory today in Jesus Christ. If you're in a battle, raise your hand. If you're in a battle, raise your hand. Miss Gina. You know who your enemy is. You know what his strategies are. If you need to come pray, I beg you this morning while she begins to pray, and we're getting ready to go up and get baptized, baptized. Listen, if you need to pray, then you come pray. Come on. Come on, don't wait. Time is ticking. We're, we're, we're almost past time, and there is no time. But come on and pray. Come on and pray. And ask the Lord to give you strength. He sent this message to our church this morning for a reason. We need to know who we are, but we need to know who our enemy truly is. You're not wrestling against flesh and blood. You're wrestling against the enemy that's using them as a pawn on a chessboard. Recognize who the enemy truly is today. If you recognize who the enemy really is, let me tell you something, Brother Pot. Somebody will come up to you and they'll say, Hey, Chris, man, they'll tell you something. It'll hurt you. It'll, it'll cut you to the core. But when they walk off, you'll be able to say, <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe the devil's using them like that. And instead of getting mad at that person, you'll just get mad at the devil. And you'll say, you know what? Lord, help that person. Help them to quit believing a lie. Amen. Help them to quit believing a lie. Speak to their heart and change them. Help them, Lord. Help them, Lord. The devil, send them by here to get me messed up. But I ain't going to get mad at them. You know why? Because it's the devil trying to use them to get me so sidetracked today. So I'm going to pray for them. It'll help you. Are you hearing me? It'll help you when you realize who your enemy is and what his plans are. It'll help you.